so much stillness. So, um, how would we want to proceed? Is there a need for translation or is it okay? Everyone understands English. Uh, what came to me was uh, to read a couple of passages from this uh, essay on titled The Superman. Uh, um, and then we can have question answers or whatever way it goes. We'll read Savitri maybe towards the end. Um, so why, why I feel this um, essay is very relevant and um, it will stay contemporary for quite some time. First, it puts the uh, idea of the gods in a very correct perspective. And more importantly, it uh, reveals to us the lines of human advance and human evolution which humanity is going to take. The possible dangers and the uh, care and caution we must observe. If we really look at the story of gods and the titans, I don't know whether, I am sure it's there in every mystic literature. But uh, I have kind of grown up with these stories <laughs> because there are so many in the Indian literature and they have been very helpful in understanding what is the higher consciousness and how exactly human beings can advance towards it, what are the dangers and the risks involved. Uh, which much later when I read letters of Sri and the mother, it was so clear that yes, that's how it is. For example, the classic story of Ravana, that he is advancing along a certain line and he becomes even an instrument of the higher consciousness. Very few people know that he is the person who was, who is credited with making the Vedas popular in a certain age. He was that good, you know, he had studied the Vedas and had made it popular all over. He was very good in music and art and was a bhakta to the core. Yet, there could be a precipitous downfall if you have allowed the seed of ego and ambition to grow quietly, silently somewhere inside. Shobindo cautions this in the synthesis and uh, that also when I had read it had uh, stuck to me that there comes a stage, he speaks of it in the last part of the synthesis, yoga of integral self-perfection, that as we advance there comes a stage when we are used by God as an instrument. But then he says that that's a, that point if the sadhak begins to feel it's he, then the whole thing can be transferred on to becoming an instrument of the adversary of the titans. So it was uh, such a word of caution and then the mother speaks of the need for humility, sincerity and vigilance. So all these things beautifully expressed in this uh, book, The Superman and here first Yorvindo gives the idea of uh, who this, uh, the, the word Superman, how did it come into being. So it came into being even before Sri had spoken about it. There are other people who had spoken about it, particularly Nietzsche. And his idea of a superman was human being aggrandized in capacities. So somebody with a greater mental capacity. Even now we have this illusion, somebody who has read a lot is regarded as a jnani. Yesterday somebody was asking me, what is bhaiya, what is jnana yoga? Is it about reading books? I said, not at all. It has nothing to do with reading books. Gyan Yoga is about discovering the one behind multiplicity. So you pick up any book you or you pick up an idea, let's say the one in all. 
and you meditate and dwell upon the idea a time comes when you go beyond the string of words by the power of your concentration and one in all reveals itself to us that's an experience now when we stabilize that experience it becomes a realization such a person who realizes a gyan yogi even if he has not read a single book so this was uh, you know various lines of advance so the word superman is not about increased mental capacity it's not about increased higher intellectuality it's not about uh, increased vital powers lot of people have siddhis of various kinds now we see so many gurus in the market who thrive on these powers it's not even about physical capabilities the other day i saw a video where a man is shown uh, you know his name is snowman i don't know is he from russia uh, no okay he's he's a snowman is called snowman yeah ice man, ice man. he live he can live in sub zero temperatures for long time almost uh, bare chest and you know now these okay they show a possibility of human nature but that's not what superman is about superman is about something new something which man does not have and the presence of that fundamental quality begins to change his humanity that's what in the true sense the gods are supposed to represent later gods became a grandized humanity but in the origin the gods were beings who had this something extra which human beings don't have and that quality changes them so he reveals that and then he begins to uh, give us uh, a deeper understanding especially in his concept of the superman he never cleared his mind of a preliminary confusion so it's a preliminary confusion uh, who didn't clear the mind nietzsche for if a sort of human godhead is the goal to which the race must advance the first difficulty is that we have to decide to which of two very different types of divinity the idea in us should owe allegiance so there are two different types of divinity so is using because everything essentially ultimately if you you can say there is the one behind it for the deity within the words are so beautiful for the deity within may confront us either with the clear joyous and radiant countenance of the god so one is that we can confront god as the beneficent shiva or the ever smiling krishna or the benevolent shurbindo the mother or the ever forgiving and compassionate christ these are the the god like forms of deity or the stern convulsed visage of the titan now some of these titans are very stern in fact um, they can be very religious shurbindo's letter samasuras can be very religious they will go religiously to the temple church or the mosque and you know they are very titanic but basically regardless of what they are doing their cult is power and they don't worship god who is powerless they are drawn to power that's why many of these beings are drawn towards shiva in the indian literature because shiva is mighty so they want that power so they are drawn towards power so even in shurbindo's yoga supramental being i'll become a superman this is a typical way of the titans turning towards this yoga that i will become a superman i will embody these powers whether this or that kind and therefore i will become like somebody who is regarded as a superior being needs a him the olympian 
but presented him with the aspect of the asura. His hostile preoccupation with the Christ idea of the crucified God and its consequences was perhaps responsible for this distortion as much as his subjection to the imperfect ideas of the Greeks. So, he didn't like the idea of the divine sacrificing himself for humanity. He ended up believing that by doing that, you actually encourage evil. Whereas when mother was asked, what is the cure of evil? She said, it's to substitute within yourself the very opposite. So there is hatred uh, substituted with love. If there is anger, substituted with compassion. So this is the path. But very often, uh, we don't do that. We think, yes, it justified anger. Righteous wrath. That is the path of the titans. He presents to us a superman who fiercely and arrogantly repels the burden of sorrow and service. Not one who arises victorious over mortality and suffering. His ascension vibrant with the triumph triumph song of a liberated humanity. Whereas the true superman identifies himself with all the creatures. A very nice uh, phrase in the Gita which I personally love. uh, The sign of a liberated human being. How do you know he is a liberated human being? So there are many markers, but one of the words is Sarva Bhuta Hite Ratha. He is ever engaged in the good of the peoples. He is not bothered about his own personal good and what advantage, benefit, sitting in meditation, aggrandizing himself, uh, Guru Dhamma or any of that kind. He is ever engaged in the good of all creatures. Sarva Bhuta Hite Ratha. To lose the link of nature's moral evolution is a capital fault in the apostle of supermanhood. God and Titan, Deva and Asura are indeed close kin in their differences. They can be easily confused. Human beings are likely to mistake an aggrandized humanity for being a superman. There can be no further danger and surprising. I have seen people who are still attracted towards things which will represent power or some capacity, some supernatural thing. And they think this is the representative of divinity. Nor could either have been spared in the evolution. In the evolution both come. Yet do they inhabit opposite poles of a common existence and common nature. This is Shubhinder's beauty. He will end up with oneness. So it is a common existence, common nature, but they are on two poles. The one descends from the light and the infinity, satisfied to the play. So gods are like playful. They have descended from the one infinite and they are playing in this world. That's how beautiful this is. Satisfied to the play. The other ascends from the obscurity and the vagueness, angry to the struggle. He wants to change things forcibly, fast, without taking cognizance of the steps which are needed in evolution. This is a very nice story as an uh, adolescent I had heard about. Uh, two masters, one master and the other who would be a master one day. But he is a disciple and he tries many things, gets a lot of siddhis, but he uh, does not realize the divine. So one day he goes to a great master who is sitting under a tree and uh, his eyes are closed, possibly meditating. And this young disciple, uh, he has got many siddhis, but there is something missing he wants, he has to learn from this great master. 
so he sits and um, he looks at the tree and the tree is bereft of leaves and by his powers he makes the leaves the tree again green with leaves so the master suddenly opens his eyes looks up and again the tree becomes barren so he thinks what has happened so he once again by his powers makes the tree green once again the master lifts his eyes and it becomes barren again so this happens thrice then he remains quiet then when the master opens his eyes he says yes he says i have come to learn from you he says you cannot learn from me why you have the arrogance of somebody who knows you are interfering in the play of god you think god could not have made this tree full he is not doing it there is a purpose in it and you have interfered in the play you don't have sufficient humility at this point to learn from me so he has to go back another 10 years prepare himself with humility and then comes back and he ultimately becomes a guru that's a different story so the one is satisfied to the play the other is revolting now many it has its place but we should not mistake it for the line of supermanhood all the acts of god all the acts of the god derive from the universal and tend to the universal they are not based on selfish considerations on personal considerations so god will not punish you if you didn't pray to him <laughs> that is a very selfish way of looking at it they derive you know mother goes on to this extent somebody asked her you know she tells there is a story in my memory which uh, i distinctly remember now this story i have read nowhere but it comes close to something in one of the indian mythologies which mother had not read i i, I think so but this is story which she says i remember which means something she lived this is the story of the first asura who wanted to be even as the god almighty even as the god so the disciple asked so what did god do he said he said okay fine you try <laughs> what do you mean he said either ways if he surpasses himself becomes like him he will lose his he has to lose there is no other way and if he fights to become greater than him he'll again lose his ego and this thing so he says okay you take the challenge you try so it's the way it's from the universal it doesn't say how dare you do this to me and i challenge me i am going to send you rot in some hell where you will suffer he says no you try i am happy to take this embrace of the wrestler he was born of a victorious harmony his qualities join pure and gracious hands and link themselves together naturally and with delight as in the pastoral round of brindavan divine krishna dominating and holding together its perfect circles typical example is like people ask in the ashram context i am sure it's everywhere in auroville in in russia groups and all so what is the way of creating harmony so there is only one way be centered around the mother if you lose that center then it's gone keep the center right and if you lose that center then you are no more holding the common hand so he gives that example of brindavan there all the gopis who may be personally jealous oh this is closer to krishna etc etc but still it is with reference to krishna and as long as things are centered around here everything is fine 
to evolve in the sense of the god is to grow in intuition in light in joy in love in happy mastery which is very different from the asura's mastery which is ascetic mastery and as asura masters by an ascetic control but it is a happy mastery that's why when mother was asked that uh, why is there not much talk about renunciation in integral yoga she says no i don't believe in this because as long as you think you have to renounce you are not yet ready <laughs> as if you are struggling to leave something you don't have to because where you are going and what you are receiving is so much more greater it's the love of god that must move us and when things drop away we should not even think oh, i have risen renounce something it's so silly so it is to evolve through happy mastery and now comes a master line to serve by rule and to rule by service not like the titans who crush people they rule by service they are in the forefront of service and to serve by rule there are some very interesting examples by the way within the ashram context of some of these administrative heads duman bhai i still remember he was one of the trustees you can't imagine what in you know he could be so simple uh, if you didn't know he is a trustee you would you would never know that he is a trustee <laughs> he would be wearing the same dress his dhoti and banyan fatwa of the ashram and all the time his concern was service on darshan days he was not like i'll be the first in queue or i'll give cards nothing of that kind when he is a little bit free he will just run up have the darshan and come back because he is focused on service that was his approach you know no ostentatiousness nowadays sometimes we see not you know many places oh so and so in is in that committee this committee none of those kind i several times he just caught me by the hand even taken me to gloria i didn't know he is a trustee i just knew he is fond of me and later on that i share my birthday and he would send me a card i would send him a card because i didn't have a concept of what is a trustee i never asked this question because for me it was mother running the ashram and uh, i never nobody told me that he is a trustee so i went with him we chatted and he uh, he would send me a card and uh, when i would send he would say thank you so much with what humility <laughs> later on i came to know he was a trustee it's actually after he passed away because by then i was coming a little more often and then somehow i came to know a few things and oh he was a trustee is it never made it appear so this line is so beautiful to serve by rule and to rule by service to be able to be bold and swift and even violent without hurt or wickedness when the gods sometimes they are very swift but they never have wickedness in the heart so we have to evolve along those lines with compassion and mild and kindly and even self indulgent without laxity or vice or weakness i tell you when i read this it reminds me of the description of krishna as a child mild even self indulgent you are indulging yourself let's say to an ice cream but it's not like a weakness that you know if you don't get you are restless that sense we have to evolve not as a vice to make a bright and happy whole in oneself and by sympathy with mankind and all creatures and in the end it is to evolve a large impersonal personality 
and to heighten sympathy into constant experience of world oneness. For such are the gods. And then he describes, It is to take all qualities, energies, joys, sorrows, thoughts, knowledge, hopes, aims of the world around us into ourselves and return them enriched and transmuted in a sublime commerce and exploitation. So this is the way of yoga he has revealed. When we give something to the mother, this is how ashram grew. You know, very often people, uh, you know, this Vedic yoga, she revealed in a very practical way. Somebody wanted to start a business. So he'll ask the mother, mother, can I start a business? Okay, start sanction. And she would give blessings, marbling section, many others, departments, physical education. So what is it? It's a transaction between us and the divine. All aims. She took all aims of humanity into herself and she became its leader. Somebody who was presiding over it. She would go to the department, get involved, engage with it. And she would even uh, give suggestions. And that's how they grew. All the aims. If you really look at the ashram, it grew like that. She was not saying, no, 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 this is your own personal thing. You only do meditation. You want to start business? All right. She gave the name Honesty Stores. Honest business. You want to play and do sports and physical education? All right. You start a department of physical education and she, uh, it started with two dumbbells which someone got for the sadhiks. You want to, children are just wasting time here and there running about. Okay, you start a school. So all aims of humanity, nothing was excluded. She took into herself and enriched it, returned it back. She did not negate anything. She did not invalidate anything. In a sublime commerce, such an empire asked for no vulgar ostentation or golden trappings. The gods work oftenest veiled by light or by the storm drift. They do not disdain to live among men even in the garb of the herdsman or the artisan. They will become the most common of the commonest, ordinary of the ordinary. They will not like, you know, these are people who are not of my stature. I have seen great sadhaks. Oh, I don't want to touch this person. Vibrations are not good. It is going to corrupt me or whatever, defile me or infect me. So once I couldn't resist and I asked a question. I have this weird sometimes with a bit of sense of humor, of course. So I said, oh, so that means... His vibrations are stronger than your vibrations of inner purity. <laughs> I said I always knew the other way around because sometimes jokingly uh, as a doctor someone uh, I was shaking and the person said no no doctor I have a flu I am not well. I said you mean you can transmit this illness? Uh, so the person said yes. I said maybe I will transmit my <laughs> health to you. <laughs> Why not the other way? What is this shrinking, this fear and this all the time? Even health and goodwill are contagious and I have read they are far more contagious. So, you know, this idea of shrinking and this many people get caught into vibration, I can't meet, I be very careful, you know, it's, it's not going in some right direction. <laughs> so, gods are very different. Why Shurabinda was not meeting freely, people often ask. Because he said, I'll be eaten up. <laughs> and mother was there. 
टेक द एग्जाम्पल एज अ शक्ति ऑल द टाइम शी वॉज प्लेइंग शी वॉज गोइंग टू पीपल्स शी हेज विजिटेड सो मेनी होम्स सैट देयर ऑन सम स्पेसिफिक डेज विच बाई दी वे इंक्लूड्स डेजर होम वेयर ऑल्सो शी एज कम थ्री फोर टाइम्स शी वुड गो फ्रीली सिट पीपल वुड ऑफर समथिंग टू ईट शी वुड गो टू फैक्ट्रीज सो दिस इज हाउ द गॉड्स आर they do not shrink from the cross and the crown of thorns either in their inner evolution or their outward fortunes maybe people will misunderstand you it's okay when has man understood the divine shurvindo the forism when has man understood the divine for they know that the ego must be crucified and how shall men consent to this if god and the gods have not shown them the way you know one of the images that i have in mind very concretely of shurbindo's own life uh it has been described uh, and we have all read it but what hit me was that shurbindo when he was taken to alipur jail had realized nirvana had some beautiful experiences imagine how the police took him now imagine this scene that he was tied to the waist by rope yes and there was a policeman holding him and carrying him huddled together with a group of people in a single cell shiku shubindu could have easily come out of it by his sheer imp- impress them by his english language eventually some of them got impressed oh you speak such a good english you can't be you know <laughs> doing anything bad you know because they think of english no that's how his uh, thing also got signed to come to uh, french india because of his english uh, he describes and all this shubindo describes with a touch of humor when you read his prison life he is not revolted he is not angry and he is look at you know these britishers what they did to me <laughs> he describes the tales of prison life with so much humor in it that it's a classic piece to be read just for the sheer joy to give one example every day they were served a dish called lufsi which is basically kind of kichdi now shubindu says that it taught me about brahman so there were three kinds of lufsi one was white so it taught him about impersonal brahman there was nothing in it other was green so it uh, sorry yellow so this was another aspect of brahman brahman in his manifold aspects and another kind where you have to actually search where is the kichdi it's mostly water <laughs> so he says transcendent brahman it's amazing he talks about all this so lightly but is it easy to live for months on one single type of dish and i think that is why in the ashram one of the things that we learn first is food in the dining room and all this is just to teach us you know to live in that samam brahman of course this is nectar and celestial to take all that is essential in the human being and uplift it to its most absolute term so that it may become an element of light joy power for oneself and others this is divinity so i think uh, it's a long passage i'll stop here because i just wanted to read it just felt inspired and felt it's appropriate because this year of superman we may end up seeing many superman 
but we should know which way supermanhood goes it's to evolve in the sense of the gods so this passage i'll stop here those who want this is accessible the full essay in shurbindo's works it's an amazing essay and now we can have some questions if you want before we can later on close with savitri but if there are some questions